Noi mai, Heidi mai, ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman, as always, with you, and it's great to be here today. Newly sworn Deputy Prime Minister Winston Peters, he's accused state-funded media organisations like RNZ and TVNZ of a lack of independence from the previous government and to tone down the use of te rau Māori in the New Zealand public sector, that just after four. Also, a unique solution to congestion has been proposed by a senior economist. Could this actually be the future? He reckons it could gather $500 million a year. How's that for annual cash flow? Uh, I can't wait for that story, quarter past four. Also, uh, the... New Zealand National First Coalition, uh, sorry, National New Zealand First Coalition has a new agreement that will see government agencies favour wool over synthetic fibres when picking out carpets. We talk about that today. And look into our inaugural space minister. Who is it? It's Judith Collins. What will that entail? And it may be one of the longest standing festive traditions, but Nigella Lawson has urged people to ditch Christmas cake this year and opt for a cake that people are like. I couldn't agree more. Fruit cake. Does anyone listening actually eat it or make it? Text me 2101 or email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me today, Nikki Pellegrino, award winning novelist, P.S. Come to Italy. That's the latest. Also, journalist, Kia ora, Nikki. Nice to have you here. Kia ora. I haven't actually won any awards, though. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you have now. <laughs> According to me, I reckon you're award winning, even yeah. though you don't think you are. Anyway, good to have you on. Uh, with us, Nick Leggett. He is the award winning chief executive of <laughs> Infrastructure Inset, <laughs> former mayor of Porto. You've won an award, haven't you, Nick? Oh, well, look, being mayor of Porirua was a pretty amazing award, I have to tell you. Kia ora to you both. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> All right, now let's get down to this. I'm very excited about this story. This next story, a nightmare of kids growing up in the 80s getting stuck in quicksand. Well, an Auckland woman was walking down her local beach late last week and with one step was thigh high in quicksand. Yep, it's like something out of The Princess Bride or Indiana Jones. Caught off guard, she remembered some survival tips she'd heard as a teenager to escape, and she's sharing her experience as a reminder to us all. With us, Vanessa Bray. Vanessa, nice to have you here. Oh, nice to be here. <laughs> so here you are, walking down. This is an this is Auckland beach. What happened? Um, so I was just walking along, it was high tide, and I took one step and I sort of went shin deep and thought, oh gosh, that's not real good, um, and then went to take another step to pull my leg out and just went straight down. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this is um, n- this is on Auckland's North Shore, Milford Beach, so it's a beach where many people go. So this was actually, Vanessa, quicksand. Yeah, um, and I was really surprised. I've not seen it there before, and I, it, I think it's a bit of an anomaly. I was. What do you make of this, Nikki? Because when I, fear struck me, because I um, had a real fear of quicksand when I was a kid. Did you? Well, I'm interested to know, Vanessa, how you got out. Because obviously, you did. That's You're here I'm... talking to us now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I. Um, I knew to lay myself out flat. I went onto my stomach, uh, rolled sideways, and then just kind of clawed my way out. Was it difficult to get your legs free? 
Um, once I was horizontal, not really, no. Um, it, it didn't take that long at all, and I don't know whether it's because I've got good core strength or something mm. like that, or whether it's just, you know, everybody can do it, but um, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Nick, was this your fear? Certainly it was mine. I, I When I saw the headline yesterday, Vanessa, I was, I have to tell you, I was transported back to MacGyver, you know, sort of circa <laughs> 1985, <laughs> yep. because, it, yeah, it, it, it is a fear. It was a fear, and you know, it's one of those things that you you see it on TV and you never encounter it, so your adult mind says it's not real. And so mm. that's what really shocked me. Um, but I was, I have to say, like, fantastic effort on, on getting yourself out. And, you know, those helpful things you pinned on your wall when you were a kid, um, <laughs> who knew they'd come back and <laughs> save you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just a reminder, if any of our wonderful panel family listeners across the country are um, stuck in quicksand, uh, because I saw the, like, Nick, I saw the pictures of your boot, and it's right up there. It's way past, you know, up into your thigh. So this is real stuff. What you do is you put both feet in, and then you lie back. Is that right? And then slowly roll yourself over. Yeah, so you've got to do it quite slowly because the more you struggle, the more you get pulled down. So you've got to sort of slowly do it. I didn't do it slowly. I absolutely panicked, but it still worked. Was there no one around? Were you all on your own? Um, No, there was no one around. Um, Somebody walked past a little while later after I was um, out of the sand. But, um, yeah, no, it was high tide. It was really windy, so it wasn't really beach conditions. It was just walkers around. And the problem is here that uh, you were strong enough and had core strength enough to um, get out of it. What if you were uh, a young girl or boy? Uh, I wouldn't know, but I mean, I was more worried about um, if an elderly person had fallen into it. I mean, um, I twisted my ankle and my knee, not badly, but um, I could imagine that it could have gone quite badly for someone else. So is there any, what do we need to remind, have you sort of contacted the authorities or the local council to say there may need to be a sign here? Because I saw you on the uh, webs, on the Herald website, you threw a large rock into <laughs> the quicksand and that rock, it's amazing actually, that rock hmm. um, disappeared almost immediately. Yeah, um, so I did contact the council twice. Um, I've been down there a few times since. There's no kind of signage up or anything like that, but also there's no sign of the quicksand down there. So um, I don't know if they've made, if they've changed something, maybe less water runoff from the drains or something. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. Right, yeah. Uh, did this ever come up in your time as Mayor of Porterua? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Yeah. Uh, safe beaches mainly, but um, yep. look, it. Uh, Presumably, it can happen anywhere, and I'm interested to know if this is how common this is around our shores. I've come across it actually in a river. Um, a friend of mine was riding a horse out west and went through a river and hit a, a bit of quicksand and had to haul the horse out, which is like my worst nightmare. Um, and they were fine, but yeah, it was it was a place that they rode all the time. Mm. So. Maybe these conditions do change, and it's, it's yes. always the same. Mm. Well, I'm, we're really pleased that you're all well and out of the quicksand, Vanessa. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, just one, because one one question we do want to know is how did did it look different? Did it look uh, did it look glassier than the sand around on reflection, or could you tell? No. Oh gosh. Um, so it looked. I mean, I didn't notice anything different about it. And it, even when I took that first step that went down. 
um, it didn't look any different to the sand around it. So, um, I mean, even looking at the video afterwards, trying to figure out, you know, could I have spotted that earlier? You just can't. All right, just one more question before you go. Mm. Um, where on Milford Beach, my mum walks her dog there every day. Oh. <laughs> well, where on Milford Beach yeah. every day? Where's the quicksand? Oh, sorry. Um, so it's at the end of Turi Road. So you, at the Turi Road entrance, there's a little set of steps, and it's just to the left of there where the, um, where the stormwater drains empty. Good on you. Nice to have you on the programme. That's Vanessa Brain there. Stuck in quicksand now out of it. Hi there, uh, Stephen says, I'm a helicopter pilot. I fly in Canada yearly. I have to do survival training annually that involves how to escape from quicksand. I've yet to figure out how or why I might end up in quicksand, but perhaps it's prepping me for romantic walks on the beach. That's an interesting... Interesting text there. And, um, okay, so I couldn't have been more <coughs> wrong. I couldn't have been more uh, inappropriately wrong when I said that no one eats fruitcake because we've had we've been overrun. Mm. We've had more uh, messages about fruitcake than we had about a four-year parliamentary term. Um, is it? it shows you where people's minds are at, doesn't it? Oh, Nick Leggett, it does. Uh, I love a good Christmas cake using my mum's recipe, full of fruit and nuts, candied peel, cooked slowly for ages with brandy poured over the top. Wallace, goodness, we love our Christmas cake. It's one of the many essences of Christmas. And pies, oh, can't wait. Wallace, shame on you. My husband makes an excellent fruit cake every week. Every oh, week. Oh, that poor family. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking, Nick. At Christmas, he makes a traditional Christmas cake, which is eagerly anticipated. Anyway, we'll talk to this 25 past four, and we'll have a couple of listeners up. It is time for I've Been Thinking. Nikki Pellegrino, you have something to share with us. Well, I have been thinking how journalists have been so under fire in the last few years, literally under fire in places like Gaza and the Ukraine where... They are dying as they go about their jobs. But also in this country where we are... I personally had a horrible, uh, my least successful dinner party ever with some friends who set about telling me that the media had a narrative and that when I said, well, look, I write about health science and I try really hard to be accurate and, you know, to get to the truth. And they said, well, it's not the truth. You were not reporting the truth. So yeah, that ended badly. Um, I'm um, looking for some new friends at this point. What a dinner but party. But also I felt really sad that, that this is where it's at because most journalists I know work hard to be accurate. It's not a hugely financially rewarding job by any means. People go into it because they're curious, they want the truth, they want, you know, political journalists, they want to tell us what's out there. I will never report on a war. I would run really fast in the opposite direction if one broke out. But what I do write, I do my absolute darndest to get it right. And I write for the listener who have great subs. So when I do get it wrong, quite often they catch it and come back and clarify. Where does this come from? Is there a distrust? We're going to be talking about this just after four. Um, have you ever had that? So you're at this dinner party, your friends attacked you for what you do, and you said, well, I'm a health reporter. I know. And they didn't believe you. They didn't, because I think it's the internet, right? If you, if you want to believe something, you will find something online. And as I know, when I'm researching stories, you can't believe a lot of what you read online. You have to actually go to sources, to interview people. You have to read a lot. You have to over-research madly to write 
five accurate sentences. It's a lot of work, and I think it's become more work. The internet's made things more complicated. You can answer if you want to. Is the friendship retrievable? Well, I they, they might be listening. I don't think so, no. I mean, I really don't. I would require a fairly a fairly big apology and I don't yeah. think it's coming because I think they think they're right and I feel, you know, offended. Thanks for your honesty. That's uh, Nikki Pellegrino. Uh, Nick Liggett, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about how the new government is going to deliver on its policy agenda. We know that what they're opposed to and that before Christmas they're going to repeal a whole lot of acts in terms of affordable water, RMA reform, Māori Health Authority and others. But I'm already sort of switching my thinking to delivery and obviously I work for the infrastructure sector so we're very keen to understand how the new government is going to corral that complex web of public sector organisations who are involved in actually delivering stuff and and particularly with infrastructure. They've talked about a central infrastructure agency um, Mm. but we do need to really improve the system of skilled people on the government side who can on behalf of the country help build the, the critical bits of infrastructure and transport and 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 in communities that that we badly need. So, I just uh, I, I'm I mean we're down and we're going to be talking today, Wallace, throughout the program about bits and pieces the government, the sort of directives the government's giving. But actually, there's some really meaty stuff, and I can't wait until we start hearing about you know the how. Hmm. You hopeful? Look, I'm I am optimistic because I, I think that the last government, you know, they got caught up on delivery. I think it's actually a bit of a feature of Western democracies. Let's see, uh, let's 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 be hopeful, and yeah, I, I, let's give them a, a good a good chance. Um, because it's arguably the it's been the story of the year, uh, Nick. Infrastructure, its resilience, uh, how it performs under stresses like flooding. So you'll be wanting a lot from the space, huh? Exactly, and yeah. I think I think. Kiwis and yeah. every community have high expectations here. Brent Irwin's, there's one. Um, very good. Kia ora, uh, Nick. Yeah. Uh, Doughboy Bay, Rakura, notorious because of the fine windblown sand, and you learn really quick to be sensitive to your feet. You can run your way out of big areas, exciting, but be very, very careful. Lots to discuss this afternoon, also on whether or not you think that fruitcakes are of a bygone era for Christmas. I think they are. 2101, the panel.